Hey guys, um, so if it's not clear to you yet, I'll help it be clear to you. Um, we are going to do a Q&A this morning, all right, and conveniently we're going to have a number right there um, posted where you can text any questions uh, that you would like to ask these guys, and we'll do our best to get to them. Um, we're going to be screening them, so even if you try something, it's not going to work, okay? <laughs> we have wise judgment back there. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited. I get excited because, obviously, obviously I know these guys quite well, um, and, uh, and all the dirt over the years. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, you know, nobody's perfect, but there's a wealth of wisdom um, within this marriage. And, you know, I'm not saying that just because they're my parents, but um, I get so excited because they have so much that uh, I believe they can share, and I think God's going to use them um, this morning uh, to help people out. So um, with that said, Thanks, let's get started um, with a question. We'll, we'll just jump right into it. Are you guys ready? We're ready. How did you guys meet? Okay. Um, we we met at church, and uh, I I'll, I always hear people say um, that you know there's nobody good out there, and I'll tell them you could be looking in the wrong place. Um, we met at church. We went. We attended a large church in Grand Rapids. Um, we we attended the same college and career group. We uh, sang in the choir, a large uh, youth choir together. Um, and uh, we, uh, uh, Lisa dated one of my closest friends. We went out on double dates together. And then, um, and I'll tell people this all the time, you could be around the person that you're going to marry right now and you just haven't noticed them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lisa and I knew each other. And then just one day, it was a Thursday night, um, choir practice. Um, and I'm just staring at her in the <laughs> choir loft. And she's kind of looking at me like, John, why are you looking at me? And so I just, uh, I then said, can I call you? And the light began to go on, and I stated my intentions right from the get-go. I'm, I'm not in this for friendship. If you're not attracted to me at all, I can handle it now. Shoot me down. Um, but uh, I want you to know where I'm coming from right from, right from the get-go. I want to pursue a relationship. Go as slow as you want. And uh, gratefully, uh, I'm so grateful that she said sure. What's funny about all that is we did know each other about four years, um, not real well, but we we had all friends in common. But about three months prior to him asking me out, I had just told the Lord I had dated a couple guys that were were not good for me. (laughs) Yeah, I would say we're non-believers. And um, the light bulb just went on one day thinking, what am I doing? I'm trying to find this person instead of allowing God to bring who he has for for me. So just about three months prior to that, I had said, really surrendered my um, life again and just said, God, I'm done trying to find the, guy, the spouse you have for me. I'm done. I'm going to school. I was at, um, I'm a, a cosmetologist. So I was doing my hair school and um, working a job to have, so I could have my car. And so I was very busy besides doing involvement at church and everything. So I just said, I'm going to focus on school and focus on you and other way around, focus on you, focus on school. And I'm going to believe you that you're going to bring a guy to me, to me in my life when I'm ready. And that's funny. He said, you know, he noticed me that 
moment because we weren't ready a day before that to be with each other. So I love God's timing because, like he said, you can know the person. You know, I know Corey and Kayla went to school for all those years in Ionia and never noticed each other like they did one day, you know, when it was time. So anyways, God's timing is good. That's good. If you're in God's will, God has no problem bringing your spouse to you. Something to remember. That's good. Next question, please. I'm waiting for Dan's. What is an an appropriate level of intimacy before marriage? Let me handle this one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) My youth pastor once said that everything is appropriate from the neck up, provided you're not standing on your head. (laughs) So... Um, hope you're taking notes. This is deep. I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage anything that you would have to look into somebody else's spouse down the road that you'd be embarrassed for. Um, and we've always told our boys, don't even date anybody that you wouldn't be willing to marry. This isn't a game. I mean, hopefully once we're out of high school, um, we're no longer treating relationships like we're still in high school. Um, this isn't about meeting a need, you know, that you just need somebody in your life. I think, especially in a smaller town, um, that um, once people get out of high school, they have some kind of an idea where their life is headed, the, the course, the direction for their life, that they should be dating on purpose, you know, that, that you wouldn't even think about um, you know, dating someone that you wouldn't marry. I think that that's not fair. You're, you're messing with people's hearts, you know. And what, what you're doing then is you're looking for someone to fulfill a need in, in you. And I don't, I don't think you should, you should date for life. Um, and uh, your, your purpose in dating that person, and you, you should have been around them a little bit. You should have noticed them a little bit. The qualities that, uh, that you want, hopefully all the bad relationships that you have, have allowed you to check things off. Okay, I do not want to date somebody. You know, that's, for instance, a Michigan fan. I, I, wouldn't, want to, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, there'd be division in the house, and it wouldn't be good. Um, I see that hand, Greg. Um, so, uh, um, but y- you, you get, uh, Lisa and I, we, we wrote a list of the qualities that we wanted in someone. We wrote a list of the qualities. And I even wrote that I needed somebody feisty. Um, that I need is, I, she seems awful sweet and everything. There's a tiger in her tank. I admit, okay. I'm and, uh, and I'm so grateful because we never would have made it in, in the ministry. You know, Lisa, you know, doing really the lion's share at times of raising three boys. Um, and so just to uh, encourage you guys. Excellent stuff. Next question, please. Can I read one more? Whoop. Just one scripture no, I finally scripture found. Scripture into this. Okay. okay. I'm just, just kidding. Um, a minute here. I had to find it. It's 1 Corinthians 6.18. It says, flee fornication. And just, which is sex Which is sex marriage. outside of marriage, okay? Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that commits fornication sins against his own body. I just remember my youth pastor bringing light to that word. I never knew what that word meant as a teenager until he brought light to it. And so I... I just, I mean, not that anyone's ever perfect in their dating relationships. I don't want to present this perfect picture that I was perfect. But I always remember that fornication word because 
I just saw it as anything that was going to lead me to, you know, sex, you know, when you start a fire, you got a spark, and you, you, you know what I'm saying. You start a spark, and it leads to a flame. So you're responsible for you're responsible it for it. So if you can't, you know, kiss somebody for a long time and le- have it lead to other things, then you probably should just be wise in that way. So, but that's that's the scripture I always thought of, and that brought a respect and an awe of God. Like I don't, I don't want to. I mean. I never looked at it at fornication as sexual immorality, but it is in and God's eyes. I read so. it out of the King James. So I know. You know. I didn't mean to serious. do that, honestly. You that, know that, that, it's that, serious. that was She the pulls out the King James. <laughs> Things just got up. real up in here. So, so anyway, uh, there's a scripture for you. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Next question How do you maintain a healthy marriage when going through something difficult and each spouse is processing differently? You got to talk. You have to talk, and you are going to come up against numerous obstacles, um, but whatever threatens your ability to communicate with each other, it's got to be dealt with. You know, no matter how strong your personalities are, we, we're both a couple of, you know, strong-willed, you know, passionate people, but if we're not talking, our marriage is worthless. Um, anything that threatens your communication in marriage it's got to be dealt with. I don't care how strong-willed you are. I don't care how much of a grudge holder you are. You've got to keep talking. You and I, must, I think must keep also talking. Also, as a woman, for me, um, just having his understanding as we're going through difficult, that I'm processing different than him, I think is really um, important to a woman. That The Bible says that a husband is to live in, um, with understanding with their wife. And even just last night, I had said that. I'm like, you're not living with me with understanding. Because it actually had to do with coming up here because I wanted to know the questions she before I got cheat. up here. She and wanted he to like cheat. Me. And I'm like, but you're comfortable up there. I'm not, you know. So I was teasing him about not understanding, not living with me with understanding. And so I was going to text Corey, but I didn't. And I told her she could. I was going to say, Corey, what made you, you think I was going to do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're good man. Because you're like, wait, wait, because you're like me. Because <laughs> you're like me. We're supposed to stick together. Because <laughs> you're... <laughs> Because I'm your mother. <laughs> no, um, but so understanding your wife and husband, but I just thought of that. And don't you think that the most difficult thing sometimes, it, and gals, I, whether you realize it or not, when things get emotional in discussions, guys are out of their element. Um, guys, guys do not think clearly when things get emotional. We're now in an arena that we're not a couple. Women love emotions. Um, you think clearly. In emo- you love movies that are emotional. I don't want to go to a movie and cry. I want to go to a movie and see things get blown up, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> calm down back there. Ushers, ushers. Um, so, um, I, so we're, I, I, most, most of the time men were logical, and, and Lisa really is a pretty logical person, but when emotions get factored in, and guys, that's just a part of it. Um, so you're going to have to weather some of that, and uh, you just, yeah, go for it. Hopefully that helped. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, next question. Maybe. How do you keep the romance going after over 20 years? Well, hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, you remove any obstacles that hinder that. <laughs> you know, you, uh, you, d- you don't, you know, like um, Lisa will, will um, say to me, well, hello, stranger. Um, how are you doing? 
Um, it, it, because there are times when our schedule is just so busy. Or you're consumed with so much. That oh, my gosh, yeah. You're not connecting like you should be, you know? Um, so there's got to be, they, they say that it begins in the kitchen. Um, and so you, um, I can't ig ignore Lisa all day long, no matter how busy that I am, inspect her to want Big Daddy at the end of the day. <laughs> um, it's just That's not happening. True. It's not true, happening. True that. So, uh, true, true that. that. <laughs> true that. So, um, the, I'm, is it okay? I mean, if we're real we're up here, real. Um, we're not. We're not fake. Um, so, um, we we have to be. We have to stay connected. Mm -hmm. And and I don't care who you are. Um, you know, if you if you can ignore things that you're fighting over, and you know, well, kudos to you, but. Typically, we have to work through some things so that I think intimacy is something that is, it's, it's kind of like an ongoing and it's like a constant. I know that the question's probably referring to specifics, but it, it, it needs to be, there needs to be a connection the going on all the time. starts with the yeah. communication, really. And so words are intimate for you, they aren't for and me. And if a woman doesn't feel connected to a yeah. man, that's the first step for intimacy for us. Then the next part isn't gonna. Words are very, very intimate. It might for happen, women. but words are laced with emotion for women. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I don't need words like she needs words. Um, but if I don't validate her needs, then why should she mine? It's not even fair. Um, mm -hmm. And really, it begins to be kind of like a, like a, like a, 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 a dictatorship, and and there's a controller, and and then you know, and now we're leveraging, and y don't do that. You know, don't do that. Um, I think also setting aside times for dates, yep. getting out by yourself and spending time together is very crucial. I've seen crucial, people so busy, it's like they almost you, don't have any time yeah, once for a, each other. And once a week is great if you can, even every couple weeks just to... You maintenance your car, why wouldn't you, you your marriage, you know? And, uh, I think and we've if always tried to do that. Try. You know? We do our best. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not perfect. Nope. But. But you can feel it in your relationship when you're starting to you know grow apart walls. and you know you need to do something to get that back together. Um, and we've been intentional about it the best to the best of our ability, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 That's how Are you stuff. asking him? Well, he sees our relationship. We try to do date nights. <laughs> uh, next question. <laughs> Are we supposed to be actively looking for a spouse or waiting oh, for God to bring I a spouse to us? I that a little bit. I believe you're supposed to be waiting. I really, I tried the other way. I tried to find that spouse and I wasn't successful. So I really believe as I gave God the first, as I honored him and I said, I'm gonna seek you first. Remember the scriptures, seek ye first. In Matthew 6, 33, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then all these other things will be added unto you. That's what I feel like my life was a picture of the moment I laid my will down and my desires and trusted that God would bring that, those extra things to me, you know, the can, added things. And so can I just, I want to read in between the lines a little bit. Um, are, is your relationship solid with God? Are you looking for somebody whose relationship is solid with God? When you say that you're actively looking for a spouse, are you ready to be married? Are, would you be offering somebody a quality of life? Are you solid or are you in between jobs? You're unemployed. Um, you're, struggle, you're struggling with substances. Or, so I, are you a good spouse? You know, you know how many times I've had parents come up to me and, you know, if, if my son, if my daughter could just, could just have 
you know, just find a solid girl or as if that person's supposed to be their savior. Right. I'm thinking if I am involved in the process, I'm not going to let that solid Christian, you know, young person get involved with your kid um, because your kid's not solid. Um, and so are you marriage material yourself? And I mean, I think you can, you can be active to, to some degree, um, especially if it's a guy that's asking that question. I think you should kind of be the initiator. I don't think the, yeah. the gal should always be asking you out. Um, but I, I, I also don't think that you should be out there, you know, dating every week because, I don't know, you might be kissing an awful lot of frogs before you find the prince. And so, prince I mean, I balance, I would say, I would ask your friends around you, um, you know, I don't know, hopefully that's good. Good stuff. Um, we'll, we'll try and field a couple more. Next one. How do you balance time with your spouse and alone time with God? Let me, let me, let me answer this because I've seen a lot of couples struggle in this area. And a lot of couples feel that their time alone with God is supposed to be spent together. Um, and I want to challenge that. You know, I know couples are always looking for couple devotionals and, and stuff like that. I'm sorry if my back has been turned over here. Um, we don't, our devotionals are not spent together. We'll, we'll pray about things in common together, but our devotionals aren't spent together. We've tried to do that. We'll be reading the Bible, and I'll say, I want to look up this word. No, 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 let's keep reading. No, 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 let's look up that word. I'm, I bet you that word, you know, I really want to know in the original language what that, what that word. We're to, two totally yeah. different um, in, in the way that she, the way that we study the word or the way that we want to dive into the word. Lisa wants to find a thought. I want to know what a word means because I think it contributes to the thought. And typically we don't get more than a couple verses in if we're trying to read together. We can share what we've read, you know, with each other, but we don't do our devotionals. I'm not dragging anybody into my prayer closet, even my wife. Nobody's going to come into my prayer closet with me. I want that time alone with God, and I'm very, and I'm, and I'm a stickler for I need that time. I, heard, I need that time with God. I need to be in the I heard, Word. Um, I, I heard a really good teaching a f- couple weeks back by Jimmy Evans. A lot of you know him. They're, um, the marriage and family um, ministry. He said that he and his wife, now they have the, um, they have the opportunity to be at home every day because um, they minister out of their home. But he goes off to his own place in the morning and she goes off to her place in the morning and they don't even meet up until they've been with God already. And he said that's been really good for them because he said, without God in my day, he goes, I am gonna be, he goes, I'm just gonna admit it, I am a jerk sometimes. And he goes, but if I can get God's presence the first of the day, even if it's in your car on the way to work, some of you drive, you know, a half hour to work, what a great opportunity just to spend time with God in the morning, you know. And um, But he said that has been the key to our marriage being successful is that, he said, Karen and I have done this for like, I don't know how many years he said, but many, many years. And they get their cup of coffee and they go to their separate rooms and they spend time. So um, I don't know about the balance. I think there's no real set time right. that you have to spend with God. It's whenever you feel like you've, you know, got what you needed. And I would, I know, But I, I think the time, the priority that you give that, right. the priority first, and then your day... I know I don't talk to John a lot of times before I've been with the Lord because no. he's gone to work and then I come in later when I come in and so I've already been with the Lord. He's been with the Lord earlier so I think a lot of our conflict has been taken care of because we've already spent right. time with and, God. And I don't want to feel like, you know, I can't get along with the Lord because Lisa's not with me. It's just not the same. As much as I love my wife, um, 
and as big a blessing as she is, she really doesn't have anything to do with my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay? That should have been established before we got married and as, as Christian people. So hopefully, good answer. Let's take a couple more. Awesome. Next one. As a Christian, does compatibility with another start with a mutual commitment to Christ? Absolutely. So um, I, uh, I, would, I would say, um, so, so you don't think it's important that you marry another Christian? And I'll cite the verse that we used um, last week in Malachi chapter 2. Um, it's, I think it's verse 15, but I want to make sure. Yeah. It says, didn't the Lord make you one with your wife and body and spirit? You're his. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. So guard your heart. Remain loyal to the wife of your youth. Let me just say this. I'm not a huge believer, even though I know it's worked out many times. I'm not a huge believer in missionary dating. It's what we call it in church circles. The saved person dating the unsaved person. Not a huge believer in that. And it's, and it's work for folks. I'm sure there are couples out there, well, I was saved, my spouse wasn't, and okay, um, you're running a, a pretty large risk. You're running a pretty big, big risk, and the way that God looks at it is that one day God wants godly children from your union. That's what he wants. We want to put Christians, we don't want Christianity to be an option because it was for one parent. You know, we want that to be something that's, you know, man, our, our minds are made up, we're going to marry a believer because we're a believer. Bible says don't be unequally yoked. I think it's in what, 1 Corinthians 6? Is that what you're looking up? Yeah, 2 Corinthians. Or 2 Corinthians 6. Don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. What, what fellowship does light have with darkness? It's what the Bible, the Bible says, and there's good reason. Because if, it, for instance, even in the natural, if two animals are unequally yoked, they can't even pull their own weight. But if they're equally yoked, I've been told that they can pull eight to ten times their own weight. You don't get much done um, if you are not of like precious faith. Amos 3.3 how can two walk together unless they're agreed? Um, I think the New Living says, you know, how can they even head in a direction unless they're agreed? And so um, Lisa grew up in a house where, you know, mom was a, was a stronger believer than dad. Dad saw church as optional. He would stay home and she would go to church. I told you the story about the gal that, that grabbed me by the hands and chased me outside of uh, the place of business. And she, you promised me, John, that you marry right. I love my husband, but every Sunday I go to church alone. And so if, mm-hmm. if, if, if kids see it's optional for their parents to go to church, and if it's optional for their parents to be a Christian, then they're going to think it, it is for them too. Well, what was for me was confusing as a kid because I'd see my dad staying home and my mom would be going. And it got to the point where I got my dad to let me stay home. You know, so as a, I'm going to my dad, can I just stay home with you? Oh, yeah, you can stay home. So here's my poor mom who's trying to raise her kids in church, and then he, she's got my dad pulling us, you know, not agreeing and pulling us back. So that's, that is where their marriage, I think, it became even more difficult when kids came because then you have to decide on how you're going to raise your kids, and then there's not agreement because one is of light faith and one is, you know, in darkness. It's light and darkness trying to be in agreement, and they're an opposite. Light and darkness are opposites. And so that's why it's... And spirituality you're adds depth a to a relationship yeah. that you're going to need to rely on um, for the storms ahead. You want the depth that a relationship with Jesus Christ brings. Uh, three cold, a threefold cord isn't quickly broken. You, your spouse, and Jesus. Can I say one thing, though, that I was going to say last week, and it, time ran out, but 
If you're married to an unbeliever, we will never are we saying Please, you're no. to leave your spouse. Never. No, you committed to that. My mom married my dad for life. And my mom, there's a scripture that says the believing spouse will win their um, unbelieving, unbelieving spouse. spouse over by their conduct. So it's possible that by that believer's conduct, their, their spouse can be saved, can be won over with lots of prayer. My dad not never was, but she believed until the very end when he walked out the door, she was still believing. He chose to leave her. My mom never would have left my dad. She would have just made it work, you know, and she loved my dad. She still loves my dad, the I think. Scripture says that the believing spouse should stay with yes. the unbeliever. I, I mean, should last stay. week we were speaking to dating couples, not, yeah. not married couples. If you're already in this situation, you have to believe God that he's going to turn it around. counseled a lot of couples you know? over the years, and I've never seen divorce as an option, and I've seen some pretty rough um, situations. I always want to believe that God can heal anything and everything. You know, Pastor Dan and Hilma, uh, Jeff and Julie yes. Starkweather that we're going to hear from next week. Amazing, yep. amazing testimonies. Yeah. So anything's possible yes. um, with Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Let's take a, maybe one more. Okay. When is the right time for marriage? <laughs> <laughs> um, Kind of vague. Uh, yeah, right, right. I don't know what time is it right now. Um, Eleven ten. I'd when 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 you're when you're ready. I knew that I wasn't ready to be married. I didn't get married till I was twenty eight. Um, I wasn't ready. Some people are, you know, ready. Young you know, they're or, ready in their yeah. early twenties. I wasn't. Um, I think that you need to, you need to know if, if there's room in your heart for somebody else. And uh, guys, let me just say this. Um, you know, and I've seen a lot of gracious, you know, gals marry men that weren't through being bachelors, and they kind of wonder why things aren't working. And, I mean, guys, get, get all that stuff. If you don't have room in your heart for somebody else and you just want the benefits of marriage, I don't think that's fair. I just don't. And, and you know, ladies, if, if you know, you want to be hanging with, with your friends all the time and you need to determine in your heart whether there's room for somebody. I mean, do you have room, you know, or, or do you just have physical needs that you want met? And I'd, I'd, everybody has physical needs. Um, I think you need to determine in your heart whether you're ready to be, are you ready? You know, that's the right time mm -hmm. when you're ready to be married. And uh, I think about finances, if that's, I don't know if sure. this has to do with finances, but I don't think, you know, when we were young, when we got married, we were not financially totally set like I don't know if you're waiting to be financially set before you get married I don't know if that's going to happen in your no. early you know I mean we all got you know lots of us in this room got married young with not a whole lot and God just you know it worked somehow yep. so if it was a financial if that had to do with finances I would say don't let that determine when you're going to get married because no. God will I mean he's providing for you as a single and he's going to provide for you we both yep. had jobs you know I'm not saying we didn't have work but he always provided for our needs. We'll and do one more. One more. So. All right, one more question. How long should you be friends before starting a relationship? I don't know. How much mm. do you dig each other? Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, for, well, we inst were for, for, instant, for instance, with, with Lisa, and I didn't know what was going on in, in, in her life, but there were two guys that um, both... Uh, were attracted to Lisa, and neither one of them would come out and state their intentions. Okay, and these guys were amazing 
good-looking guys. I mean, one of them was like, you know, model material. I mean, just a great-looking guy, successful businessman. And I come in in the middle of all this going on, and I didn't know that it was going on, and I state my intentions right from the get-go. And it, it won her heart just because I didn't want to play games. I was, through, I was through doing the dating game, you know. I, uh, I, I found someone that I was looking for, and so I had nothing to lose. She wasn't going to crush my world by saying, you know what, John, you seem like a great guy, seem like you love God. I'm really not attracted to you. She wasn't going to hurt my feelings at that point in the ballgame. I don't, I don't think it's right if um, two people are, you know, friends. you got a guy and a gal that are friends, and um, one of them's really falling for the other one, and the other one's clueless. Um, anytime I see, you know, a male and a female friendship that's, that's existed for a long time, I'm always real suspect of that. I just am. I just, I'm not a fan. Um, because odds are, after one of those two get married, that other person is not going to be a best bud still. And if you have that, you're pretty fortunate to have that. Um, but I just think it's really weird. After, heart is yeah, after Lisa and I to get married, yeah. I didn't have some female friend out there that I was going and doing coffee with still. No. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't have that. I'll guarantee you somebody's heart is involved. Mm-hmm. Even if you think you're friends, somebody's heart's involved. And uh, I, would, I would put all the cards on the table and I'd risk it all. Well, I'm, I'm afraid of, of hurting this relationship. It's going to get hurt one day when one of you get, gets married anyway. You know, you're going to be like that movie, My Best Friend's Wedding or whatever. You know, um, <laughs> the intentions were never clearly explained and so somebody gets hurt. You owe it to that person. If they're your friend... To say, you know what, I've been attracted to you for quite some time now. And I, I'll do my best to be a friend, but you need to know that I'm, I'm a little, I see this, I'm hoping that this is going to be more than just, there are people that hang around because they're hoping that one day, that one day, that person's going to notice them or they're going to realize or, and that might happen in the movies. It, it doesn't always happen in life. And so I think you owe it. To, to that person to say, I'll do my best to be a friend for you, but I cannot, we can't be hanging around all the time because as soon as somebody else gets in the picture, they're crushed. And, uh, hey, what's going on, man? We haven't talked much in a while. Ah, I've just gotten real busy. I'm sorry. No, they were falling. They were falling for that person, and you, especially as a Christian, have integrity in your relationships. I'm attracted to you. I want to pursue a relationship with you, and I think I owe it to you to tell you that. Um, okay, and gals, sometimes you can, you know, he's just a friend. Oh, baloney, you know, I, I don't believe it, you know. Um, so be honest, and uh, you'll save yourself a world of hurt. Um, is, that a, is that good? Awesome. Stuff. What, you, you guys want Just one more. more. All right, one more. Why not? Okay, one more. We started five minutes late, so. What is love, and how do you know you are feeling it? Oh, goodness. <laughs> God is love. Craig, did you and, ask uh, this one? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> what is love? What is, what is, what is love? Um, love is um, somebody else and not yourself being your focus. Um, somebody else and not yourself being the central desire in your life. Um, that you can't think of your life without that person. And you will make all the necessary adjustments in your single life to have that person in your life. Is that a decent off-the-cuff, you know, um, real love is selfless. Real love is not selfish. Real love does not revolve around you. Or a feeling. Um, Even though just recently, I guess there was a gal who married herself. It wasn't like a... (laughs) 
It's a true story. Wasn't a state-sanctioned, recognized marriage, but she still married herself because she so loved herself, you know? Um, so uh, I'd say real love revolves around somebody else. And not a feeling, though, right? Because the feelings come and go. Feelings, and feelings come and go. are fleeting, but the commitment, you well, know? I, need, I, I knew that I did not want to live life without Lisa. I had to have Lisa in my life, and that meant sacrificing sleep that I didn't have to sacrifice, time that I didn't have to, to sacrifice. I wanted to be with her as often as I could be with her, okay? Mm-hmm. I would say that's, that's love. Um, why, don't we, uh, why don't we close in prayer? Um, Father.